All right, we are back with a new episode of Poison Podcast. Um, today, Bay and I did a double feature. Um, the original plan was to do Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and The House That Jack Built. Um, so it was supposed to be two just like vile fucking movies that don't make you feel good and are about serial killers. That's what the intention was. Now that didn't quite happen because I thought we owned the house that Jack built, but we own some weird bullshit 2009 supernatural (laughs) movie that has that same name. And I don't know how that ended up being the case. We found it at a, at a second and Charles, which is like, um, a, like, what do you even call these places? Like, like a, like a used, used, used DVD. Buy and trade and yeah, exactly. A buy and trade store. And like, it's so weird that they have the same name. Yeah. Like it's like, such a specific name. And I guess I didn't really think to look into it enough because like, why would there be multiple na- movies with that name? So anyway, we didn't actually have the right movie, so I didn't get to do that double feature. And I was a little, uh, a little PO'd about that. However, we took it and did like a different spin on it. And we did Henry, and we did Monster Party, both of which are stra- uh, streaming on Shutter, and both of which um, deal with serial killers. Now, um, I have a lot to say about Monster Party. I have less to say about Henry because it's a very specific type of movie that we'll kind of discuss here in a second. Um, but I do want to go and, and talk through both of them. Um and just give you guys our thoughts and breakdown of, like, you know, what made these movies good or bad or whatever like, the case may be. Um, so, I guess to just jump right into it, um, don't really have much to say beforehand unless you do. No, I think we should start with Henry and then yeah. delve in more into Monster Party. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. So, anyway, um, I've... I've heard a bunch about Henry for a long time. Um, I know that it's like a video nasty. It's banned in places. It's supposed to be like um, a really like gross and like disturbing, violent movie, so on and so forth. So I've heard a lot about it. Just for whatever reason, like it never struck me as a movie to watch. Like I was never really like that interested. But recently, like. I've been hearing a ton about it on Shockwaves, um, the horror movie podcast that um, is run by uh, Blumhouse and has some great conversations on there. They've been talking about Henry a bit recently. It's come up in a couple conversations. Um, And Joe Bob Briggs just did Henry as part of a Wolf Cop and Henry double feature on Shudder for The Last Drive-In. So there's been a lot of like, I guess, rejuvenated buzz for the movie that made it me finally go, all right, we should probably sit down and watch this. Um, and I like serial killer movies, like, whether they're portraying someone real or fake, I think they're really interesting. For sure. I like that type of movie, but... Yeah, for sure, uh, and I would agree. Um, and also add in the fact that Michael Roker is um, the main character, Henry, um, and 
you've kind of already sold me off of that basis because I think he's a phenomenal actor. I forgot actor. you told me that until like yeah. halfway through the movie and I was like, wait, is that him? Yeah. Is this this guy? And I was like, oh shit, he's just so young, but yeah. Yeah, and he's great. I mean, he's like such a good actor. Every every character I've seen him play, like I'm always just very much into what he's doing. So, um, so he definitely drives the movie um, for me and I really enjoy the small, small cast that they created, the three-person cast um, of Henry, Otis, and Otis's sister. Um, I think the, like, interactions between them are all, at the same time all very good, mm-hmm. but also very uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. Otis is fucking disgusting. I hate him with every fiber of my being. Yeah. And Henry, as awful as he is is kind of one of those, like, more likable type of serial killer people. They want you to like him, and they want you to root for him and um, their relationship between... What's that girl's name? I don't remember her name. Um, I didn't catch it. But but basically, Otis's sister and Henry, like... Have a fling? Yeah, like, of sorts. But it's very obvious that Henry is not in the least bit, like, involved in it. And, like due to his past, he's, like, he's not able to be, like, sexually involved with anybody either. Like, he didn't want to partake in that part um, of things. And, like, when he explains that his mother, like, was a prostitute and made him watch and, like, all this other stuff that's really fucked up that, like, makes you kind of understand more about him, um, you understand, like, why all that stuff's hard and I think that they do a really good portrayal of like what a fucked up individual with a fucked up past looks like and why they might be inclined to act the way they do um but uh but yeah I think I think with this movie like I love the way it's shot um I think that it has some really great cinematography um I love any movie that takes place in a gritty version of a city um so like an 80s chicago like and and just the the like kind of the grossness of Mm -hmm. the city i really like when they show a lot of that Um, i like the cut scenes at the beginning of all the the dead bodies oh and like the the voiceovers of like what happened Uh yeah that's that's really interesting it lets you it lets you create the like image. image yeah, yeah. Like which is kind of more you, fucked up <laughs> yeah which you kind of think about what happened and how yeah it happened and... yeah because i mean your mind's more disturbing and fucked up than any like movie can show you if they give you the tools to create the image on your own um so yeah i, I thought that was really interesting too um but yeah i think i think that movie like it is like so with all the with the large majority of the murders being shown in an after the fact way it doesn't come across as violent as maybe i was expecting it to with that being said the parts that we do see like when they're video recording um him and otis um are video recording their like murders like those come across extremely realistic and like super disturbing and they're not enjoyable to watch in any way shape Mm -hmm. or form and and the fact that otis is like so obsessed with them and like just wants to watch them over and over again is fucking horrible you were saying something oh yeah they're just saying yeah it's just 
but like they video covered like everything like yeah the moments at like the house and stuff it's kind of crazy but yeah it's felt so real it felt like yeah. they like threw in like the real footage yeah that's almost what it felt like yeah no i i agree i i, I it was very disturbing and like i think the thing that makes like I think the thing that makes that movie effective as a horror movie is just kind of like with the strangers or or like other home invasion movies or or killer movies it's so realistic in its depiction of like if you were in that situation you're probably powerless and you're probably not going to make it out and like this is something that could so very much easily happen to you as a human so like sorry excuse me um so like that's what makes it all the more like terrifying is that this is a real thing that could happen to anybody even like the part where they they pull over that guy on the side of the road because they're uh asking for help you know just a friendly good samaritan coming to help them fix their car and he gets shot dead within like five seconds of speaking you know Mm -hmm. that's all stuff that can happen to you and that's what just makes that like so effective as like a horror film Mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah i was i was like i was just really intrigued by it i was intrigued by the way it was shot the way that they they portrayed everybody and and um and the characters all played their part really well and and you know you cared about the sister because she was like an innocent person that didn't deserve her fate um which we'll talk about in a second and you hated otis because he was just a vile fucking human being and you kind of didn't hate Henry, even though he did some fucked up shit, but you never got to see it. So it was kind of hard for you to like, um, it was kind of hard for you to be that against him when you didn't see like the depiction of his murders. Um, but then obviously when we get to the end, you're like, okay, yeah, he's just a fucking serial killer and there's nothing redeeming about him. Mm-hmm. Um He's very much out for himself and making sure that he is taken care of. Um, but uh, let's just run down the like end of the movie real quick. Um, basically, um, Henry goes out and it looks like he's going to um, commit a murder, but he ends up not and heads home. Um, and Otis is uh, raping his sister. And again, just there's not one... Fucking thing about Which you Otis. feel so awful about because yeah. she, what she opened up about at the beginning of the movie with her dad. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just like it's clear that like again like Otis is just this fucking psycho psycho slash sociopathic character, um, who like just doesn't give a fuck and he is just like he's all about his like sexual depravity because that's what he did and like all the murders that they did show too, um, so that's happening and Henry walks in and um and ends up killing um killing Otis um which you're like okay fuck yeah Henry like yeah um and they cut him up I feel like though in a way like Henry knew that Otis might have like given it away because he was like just like you know lounging around with like the videotapes on the tv yeah. and like so i feel like again he was just out to protect himself right like, right i don't think it came from like a place of like why are you raping your like, yeah maybe like a little, a little bit, bit because there's like that one part where he was like hey don't do that that's your sister right when he like pulled so, her in like, for the kiss i mean i feel like uh, it's a little bit of that but mostly like also i feel like it was gonna happen eventually just yeah because... he was obsessed with the videos and kept yeah. like kind of just being reckless mm-hmm. um 
so yeah, he, he kills Otis, they dispose of the body by, uh, he cuts him up, and then, um, they throw it into the river, and you get this, like, idea that him and Otis's sister are going to run away together, kind of. Um, they kind of talk about it in the car ride to the motel, and then, um, they kind of get ready for bed, and then the next image we see is Henry shaving, and then loading up the car and driving and stopping and removing a bloody suitcase that seems rather heavy. Um, so put two and two together, he killed Otis's sister as well and is going to go on his way. Um, I think like what's powerful about that is they don't, they don't let you in on what's going on until that very last scene and you see the bloody suitcase, but they kind of give you like him shaving with a straight razor. So you're like, huh? Like, how did he go about doing this? So again, putting that image of your in your head of, like, trying to figure out how Henry um, killed this girl and, and then, you know, disposes of her. Um, and that's the end of the movie, and he's going to go about his his serial killing ways. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. The movie is very interesting, um, and probably not one I would probably seek out to watch again, but I'm glad I did watch and mm. I think it deserves the praise that it gets as a um horror film and film in general. I agree. Um I think it's It's again, yeah, it's like it's just like there's movies that are have a very high rewatch value and then there's movies that although they could be really good, like you just like you don't really need to watch it again. You don't need to put yourself through that like like that situation again it's just not and it's yeah it just has very little rewatch value because you know what happens you don't really you don't really like you don't like anybody (laughs) you don't want to watch them yeah 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 yeah. so I mean yeah but all that being said it was a very good movie yeah and I and I like being exposed to the like the more fucked up um films that like people have made that are, are well regarded you know um, and there's obviously things within reason that I'm not interested in seeing and like, and this definitely pushes the boundaries in some places, but, uh, but I am, I am glad that I, I took the time to watch it cause I do think it's a worthwhile, uh, movie to see if you're, uh, if you're a fan of like horror, I wouldn't really call this exploitation, but like, just like, gr- like grimy ass movies that just aren't made to make you feel good in any way. Um, I think this does a good job at it. Um, so yeah, um, definitely if you haven't seen Henry and you have Shudder, check it out. It's well worth it. And they have a really good, um, a really good print of it, I guess, because, um, the quality of it was really good. Everything's super clear. And I, I bet you that this movie is probably pretty, pretty grainy and, uh, and, um, low definition, I guess, uh, when it originally came out, although, like, I very much enjoy that a lot of times, but I think they have a really nice, uh, uh, print of it, and it, it looks really nice, um, when you watch it, but, uh, anyway, that was Henry, like I said, not much to say about it, I think it's just one that you kind of have to experience on your own, um, but definitely worth the watch, I would say, if you're into that style of, uh, of film, um, so, moving into the second movie we watched, Monster Party, um, basically to give you a quick little, uh, rundown of it, it's, 
three burglars, three teen burglars, mm-hmm. I guess they're teens, um, go to rob a, uh, a mansion that the, the girl of the group, um, kind of works for as like a, as a server, um, in certain situations. So they all kind of pose as extra hands to help with, um, serving and, they're going to rob the house and get out of there. Um, that's the brief synopsis. Um, we'll obviously go into more detail on this movie because I have a lot to say about different things and, and all that stuff. Um, but to start with, uh, what did you think? Like, give a brief, like, what, what was your brief thoughts on this movie to start? <laughs> yeah. It's hard because the beginning was very promising for me in a sense of I liked the vibe, I liked the music, I liked the like very open-endedness of like, what the fuck is this about? Yeah. What, what's going to happen? Or, um, And so I was like, Ooh, I might really be into this movie. It just felt like a movie that I would really enjoy. Um, and then it kind of fell short into a very almost try hard typical trying to be creative horror movie trying to put itself set itself apart and it just felt kind of almost like a mess um but it also the storyline is mostly what i couldn't get behind just because i was just like well that's fucking stupid like why why all of this happened and how all of this happened i just felt was like i couldn't like I couldn't, like, feel for, like, the main character because I was sure. just, like, I don't yep. care about your situation. I don't I don't care that you might die because you need money to do this. Like, I don't, I don't care. Um, and, you know, honestly, like, I'm being a little too hard on it because I think it's, yeah. overall, like, if you just want to watch a horror movie, like, put it on. It has great gore and that's what I can appreciate is that they, they took it there. It wasn't, like, cutaway shots or scenes. So, I, like, I could appreciate that, but... Um, wasn't like my cup of tea probably wouldn't watch it again but it wasn't um, a bad movie either so I mean it, it was just kind of that middle ground of like I didn't hate it but I, I didn't love it I yeah I would definitely agree I think I think I would to put it in the simplest of terms I would agree I didn't hate it I didn't love it um, my my biggest issue comes in the fact that I don't feel like they earned a lot of what they did in that movie and we'll talk more about that as we break it down in detail um but i don't feel like they earned a lot of what they did and they're like the ending specifically i just kind of went what the fuck like i was just kind of like wait hold on a second i'm sorry what and um and i agree i think the main character is kind of hard to get behind because like everything is kind of his fault and then like you're just kind of like i didn't really care about you in the first place anyway Mm -hmm. let's start breaking this down so we can be a little more clear um obviously spoilers this is a brand new movie um it did um just come out on shutter so if you have not seen it and you don't want the movie ruined for you do not listen any further. With that being said, though, if you want to understand why we're being a little hard on it and then you want to go and see for yourself if you agree, 
then that's another option you can take. But again, we are going to be spoiling this whole movie and everything that happens. So turn off here if you do not want to hear that. And if you do, yeah, exactly. And then come back later. Um, And then tweet us and tell us why we're wrong. Um, But to get started, we get to see these three um, performing a burglary to see how they're kind of like, they know enough of what they're doing. They're amateur burglars, but they know how to you know, get in, get out, and distract people if need to be distracting, distracted. Um, and you kind of get their chemistry, and you're like, okay, these guys, like, I can get behind them. Like, you kind of like the characters. Um, and then you find out their motivations right away. Um, first of all, I want to say one thing, because this has been happening in a lot of movies I've seen recently, especially on Netflix and on Shudder, when it comes to their originals. Um, I cannot stand the sound mixing when your voices are, like, quiet as fuck, and then your music oh, is turned yeah. up to 100. Like, I do not understand. And then you're not going to let us have subtitles. Well, I, and I understand why Shudder doesn't, because they don't have a team big enough to go through and do that. Like, I get that, and I'm not faulting them for that. But I agree. Like, if I can't turn the volume down so the music isn't, like, blowing out my windows, but I can't turn it up, to hear the voices, like, I do need subtitles, um, but, I mean, just in general, like, the mixing was so low, like, the volume for the voices was minuscule, and the music was so fucking loud, and I just, I hate that, and it has happened in so many movies I've seen recently, um, and I'm quite honestly sick of it, (laughs) so that is the first little caveat there. And I am sick of it, and podcast. And, and podcast, um, but anyway, you learn about their motivations, um, the, I should probably, do you want to pull up the character names real quick so I'm not yeah. just talking about them as the boy, the girl, and the black guy, because that's not really great. <laughs> um, but basically, your main character, um, he is, um, he is a single kid, single ch- child for... Oh, fuck, they don't even have their names. Uh, put it up on IMDb. Um, he's a single child to a single father, um, and you basically find out that his father has a lot of gambling debts, and, um, and he's trying to get money. Casper is the main character, Iris is the girl, Dodge is the other guy, and Elliot is the protagonist, the young protagonist. Like, the main, like, bad kid? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, so anyway, Casper is, um is trying to get money to pay off his father's gambling debts and then get them the hell out of the city is basically what you get from him. Um, Iris and Dodge um, are a couple, and Iris is pregnant, and her and Dodge are just trying to make a good life for themselves, and, you know, that's that's their, their motivation. So... You're kind of with all three characters. They have good chemistry. They they are all friends. They like each other and like and you like them. Um so they go pretty much immediately. Well, sorry. Casper first goes to um goes home and finds that his house has been ransacked and that his dad's gone. So he knows exactly where to go, which is a strip club that the um the loan shark or like gambling guy or whatever um 
is beating the shit out of his father in his office. Um, so we get to see that firsthand and he's like, I'll get you your money because otherwise he's going to kill his dad right there. And he's like, I'll get you your money. And that's his thing. That's their little ticking clock story where he has to get money for his dad or else his dad's going to get killed. Simple as that. Um, do you have anything to say yet? Okay. <laughs> cool. What a dick. What a dick. Um, I'm talking about the dad. Yeah, dude. Put your kid in that situation, man. Like, fuck out of here. But so then the thing that happens, and this is like the first little situation where you start getting less behind the main character personally for me, um, okay. is... Iris is like, no, we're not robbing this place. They have security cameras everywhere. Like, there's no way this is, like, doable. Like, there's no way we can do this. Um, and... They're talking about this, uh, like, rich, like, house. By the yeah. Way, you mentioned that. Like, this other house. Yeah. Like, that... That she works is, for. Yeah, that she works for that's loaded. Yeah, so it's, like, this huge mansion. She works there as, like, a servant, pretty much. And, as, as I mentioned before, and, um... And he wants to rob this place because they're, like, a mansion, so they're loaded. And she's like, no, there's, like, security cameras everywhere, we can't do this. She's pregnant, and her and her boyfriend are trying to, like, make a good life and get out of, like, their situation. And he's like, oh, but I gotta get this money for my dad, and, like, kind of convinces them into it. And I just think that's, like, the most selfish fucking thing to, like, put this pregnant girl and her boyfriend in a situation and your friends yeah and your friends for that like matter into the situation (laughs) into the situation where there's like severe consequences and they could very well not like make it out with the money they at the very at the very least of it they could get arrested at the very worst of it we see the very worst of it (laughs) um so it's uh it's frustrating because you're like damn, dude, you're selfish as fuck. Like, I understand that you're in a bad situation and, like, you need to save your dad, but, like, at the same time, like, this doesn't concern those two and, like, you're putting them in a whole lot of danger for your, like, your situation. And and that is just something I have a really hard time getting behind. So, um, so that's where the main character kind of starts to lose me um, is right away right there. But... We're like, all right, let's see how this plays out. Let's uh, let's see what you guys do. So they play it off as um, being uh, replacement servants for the other two that are normally there because um, they got sick or whatever. You know, they don't really go into detail, but basically it's just her and her friends now, and they're going to go and play servant and um, basically get whatever cash and valuables they can while they're there. Um Right off the bat, things are kind of sketchy, just with the way that some of the characters are acting, specifically Elliot, the um, the kind of quote-unquote main bad guy. The brother. Yeah. Alexis is the sister, by the way. Okay, so we got this family, um, a husband and wife, and then a son and daughter. Those are, like, the main family. And it's Alexis, Elliot, and then, like, um, Patrick and... Um, I don't remember her name. Her name was... Oh, sorry. Hold on one second. Hold for a brief intermission. Roxanne. Roxanne. So, Roxanne, Patrick, Elliot, and Alexis is our uh, our family that they're going to rob. Well, it turns out that there's going to be this big dinner party, and 
Um, and so it's a little bit more intense than what they originally anticipated they're going into. But before we get to that point, Elliot's a little off already. He's kind of saying some really fucked up shit to, uh, to Casper and Dodge. Um, Specifically and mostly revolving Iris. Yeah. The girlfriend. Yeah. Just kind of being fucking gross. Yeah, a lot of like, oh, I bet you fuck her good. Like, who's, who's that whole... You know, like, just like a lot of fucked up shit like that. Um, and so you get like bad vibes right off the bat, but you're not really sure where this is headed. Also, pan shot to Casper kind of like having this moment with the sister where you could tell he's like thinks she's hot or yeah. like he's he likes her he thinks yeah. she's cute like whatever so Innocent you also enough. have you have that situation too sure um, where you're like oh he's probably gonna catch feelings for right right and you don't know how that's gonna play out necessarily but you know it's definitely a little sub story um so we get these weird little interactions between people enough to make you kind of wonder and the mom just starts breaking down crying to Alexa or not Alexis, um, to uh Iris about how like like how everything needs to be perfect and like she just seems like really like stressed out and like all this stuff. Um and so there's something weird going on there. She talks about um what's the what's the dog quote unquote name? Um there's a scene where, one, what does Patrick do to Iris? Doesn't he, like, touch her? Or, like He's getting really close to her really and, like, breathing in her face. Her. And then the mom starts crying. So, like, there's that weird relationship. She was crying beforehand, but, yeah, like... But she, a tearful, she was crying when he kissed yeah. her forehead. Yeah. Um, and... Frick, dude, I don't know who... Ollie? No, it wasn't Ollie. It was, um, Ollie is the kid from, uh, what's it called? Stranger Things. No, uh, Oh, never mind. That's Cameron. Oops. Um, it is, it was something with an M. Anyway, we'll just say the dog. Yeah. So <laughs> the dog, um, has been put away and it just like, it all feels wrong. Cause he's like, He's like, She's like, where, she, the wife was like, what did you do with so-and-so? And he said, oh, I put him away. He's in the and basement. Then I, well, no, Iris goes, oh yeah, he's in the basement. Iris goes, who Oh, who about? is that? And they're like, the dog. Mickey. Mickey, yeah. They're like, he's the dog. And you're like, okay, strange. Casper yeah. um, then, late, uh, later, just a little bit later, walks by this bookshelf and hears some screaming. And you're like, okay, what is going on here? So, anyway, things progress, and all these people start pulling up for this, uh, for this dinner party, and, um, and it's a range of a cast of characters. You got this kind of super fancily dressed, um, guy in this beautiful champagne suit, um, Milo, and he seems like a big wig. Um, and he's walking with this girl on his arm who seems very obviously not into the situation. Yeah. And then, um, you got these two douchey dudes, which one of which is, um, is Steve's friend from Stranger Things. And his name is Chester in real life. Yeah. Chester something. And he is horrible. He is, he plays the best douche character ever. He's just the douche. douche. Um, and so he's awful, and he has another douchey friend that they walk out, and they're, like, high-fiving each other, being all tooly. And, um, 
And then you get this other just kind of well-dressed dude, slick back hair with the uh, guitar. Um, who am I missing? Is that everybody? Hey, from my recollection. Yeah, I think that's everybody. I might remember somebody later. But, um, but anyway, they all walk in and the party begins. Um, the douches are douches and they're douches throughout the entire movie. <laughs> and they, again, just keep making these remarks about Iris and yeah. like, all this weird shit between like almost like cat calling her and then like weird interactions with her boyfriend and you're like what the fuck yeah they keep saying a lot of shit to their boyfriend seemed like seemingly trying to like instigate him like but he's like he's like really chill about it he doesn't doesn't do anything he's pissed Mm -hmm. yeah go ahead i was just gonna say yeah like you tell he's pissed like he he was on the brink Mm. of riding the football and like you wanted him to (laughs) you like you just wanted that to happen you're like fuck these guys um, but, uh, I forgot to mention that earlier, um, Casper finds where the safe is, right? So when he's changing, he finds behind the picture frame, there's a safe. So they know where they need to go to get the money. Mm-hmm. So they start kind of devising a plan, um, Casper and, uh, Dodge, mm-hmm. and they decide that they're going to figure out how they can get into that safe. So that's something I forgot to mention. Um, The party starts, and there's, again, a lot of strange interactions. Um, The mom kind of starts doing this monologue um, about how she saw somebody sleeping on the side of her jogging path and how she didn't do anything, and you're like, okay. And... Um, and during that time, those douchey guys start catcalling um, the girl and tell her to bring up the um, champagne. And Iris's boyfriend, Dodge, is like, I'll do it. Like, I'll take care of this. So he goes up there and, and brings them the champagne. Um, they talk shit. They make him feel uncomfortable. He leaves. And he finds out where... Um, where the like security system is Mm -hmm. and so then he goes back to find casper and tells him where that where that is Mm -hmm. um and they're basically discussing um if we can cut the power like like the safe if you fuck up the combination on the safe three times it'll set off an alarm and the whole house like locks yeah and so he's like, however, if you can cut the power, I can try it as many times as I want, pretty much. Um, so they devise that plan. Um, Which, like, another flaw in this movie, I guess, is, like, how would he have known any guesses for the combination? That's kind of what I was wondering. I was like, how are you going to guess this? Because, like, in the beginning, they showed him looking at a birth certificate, and they found the birthday, and that's how he found out the lock combination right so that made sense but for this situation i was kind of like okay yeah no i was i was confused too i was like dude how are you gonna figure this out this is like a nine number um combo and or a nine number safe and various combinations so like how are you gonna figure this out um but i guess they were just gonna try until they couldn't um 
But uh, before they get to that point, dinner starts, and um, and uh, Iris is downstairs in the kitchen, and they're going about their business elsewhere, um, Dodge and Casper. Um, during the dinner, they all start kind of revealing that they're addicts. Addicts of what? We don't know because they're being very vague in their speeches. Um, but all we know is that they're addicts. Um, during their their time doing that is when they're breaking in a safe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um... And, again, it's one of those things where you could tell Dodge just does not want to fucking do it. Yeah, dude. Understandably. So then, anyway, um, Dodge sees Iris on the camera kind of, like, looking at them like someone's coming or, you know, like, something's up or, you know, whatever. And so Dodge then leaves the security room. Well, what he saw is he saw that... Elliot wasn't sitting at the dinner table, table anymore. But That's what happened. But then she was looking at the yeah. camera, too, though. Yeah, exactly. So then he then leaves the room, the security room. Where he was turning off the power. Where he was turning off the power. But there's no way for Casper to know, so Casper just keep, keeps trying the combo. And then um, Dodge leaves the room, and then he sees Elliot standing there. Yeah. and um, And Elliot's like pretty much like what are you doing and he's like uh, I was looking for the bathroom he's like oh you already forgot where it was because he changed in the bathroom earlier um and he's like oh yeah I just took you know a wrong turn or whatever and so Elliot's like oh man I'll show you and shows him to the bathroom and doesn't let him close the door and then starts yeah, saying fucked up shit about Iris uh-huh. and he's like well you gonna watch me piss now and he's like He's like, yeah, I, I need to watch you. And he's like, let me see your hand. And he's like, no, I'm not going to show you my hand. And he's like, let me see your hand. And just grabs it and cuts it fucking off. And like, then you see his hand Immediately. And it's like, what the fuck? And, like, this is the shit I love. Like, mm-hmm. this is what had me. I was like, all right, show me the rest of this movie, please. Because, like, when things go from zero to 100 out of nowhere and, like, things pop off like that, I'm fucking sold. Same. You know? Mm-hmm. So so that happens, and then Elliot just goes berserk and, like, just chops the shit out of him with this, uh, this cleaver. Which is fucking sad, because he was probably my favorite character. I know, I know, and he's the first one to go. Um, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very fucked up. It's fucking frustrating. Um, so then what happens next? So he kills Casper. Um, oh, so the house alarm goes off and then everything right. locks. Right. Because, um, Casper tried it one too many times and no one was turning off the power. So then he's fucked. Um, Dodge is dead. And then Patrick, the dad, and goes upstairs to check out what's going on. And then he's followed by the mom. And Elliot walks out of the bathroom covered in blood. And... Then who, like, is that when Milo comes up then? Well, then you kind of see the dad, like, kind of more calm. And he's like, well, what happened? And then he said, like, I had to let it out. Yeah. And then the dad's kind of more like, I know, I, I could tell, blah, blah. And then the mom just starts freaking out on him and, like, slaps him and is, like, hitting him. Yeah. And then followed is that one guy in the beige t- 
suit that like seems like a really Milo. important Milo seems like he seems like a really important guy to these people he's like, kind of leading it he's like the leader right so then he comes up followed by the sister um Alexis mm-hmm. and they're just like what the fuck Alexis like looks in the bathroom and then she's like grossed out whatever yeah she um, seems pretty horrified and then Iris runs up the stairs and glimpses in and we see his like butchered face and it's like a really quick shot but it's like it's fucked up Mm-hmm. And then she just, like, starts freaking out and screaming. And then that's when the two other douchey boys, yeah. like, try to, like, grab her right. and are, like, being gross. Yeah, everything goes to shit. Shit, yeah, really Like, quick. Milo's trying to keep everything under control. Because basically, like, what we're finding out is all these people are, like, recovering killers, pretty much. Um, you find it out a little bit later, but things start coming into place where he's, like... He's like, you all need to control yourselves. Like, you know, like he's trying to keep control over the situation. And, um, and it's obvious that he does not have the control here. Um, and then that's when Patrick goes after Casper. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like the girl, Alexa, not Alexis, Alex, uh, uh, Iris, Iris, trying yeah. to get away from all those guys. Knocks so one of them down the knocks stairs. Knocks one of them down, runs down the stairs, tries to open the door. Obviously she can't. Goes in the kitchen, and the girl that Milo came with killed herself. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot to tell you why. Like, she seems uncomfortable throughout the whole thing, and like... They just kind of threw that in. Probably, yeah. Just for, like, a little extra. But it makes you wonder, like, why? Like, why was she so, like, like uncomfortable? Like, was Milo holding her against her will, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's some weird shit going on there that they never explain, it's enough to be intriguing, and I'm interested, but it also wasn't something I thought a lot about at the I moment. I mean, it's something where, obviously, I feel like if they're recovering, like, um, killers, like, maybe he was gonna kill her if she left him, or maybe, like, there was, like, that sort of pressure. Yeah. But, I don't know. So then, there's some of that, and then the two douchey boys are just chasing Iris. She slices one of them across the face and which he, was tight it's just like a cut. and like and like pushes her thumb into it to get him off of her which is cool yeah so then there's that and she is now found a closet and is hiding in it right and then casper's uh locked himself in a room and the de- uh patrick can't get in there mm-hmm. um patrick is getting all worked up and milo's like i'm gonna talk to him i'm gonna get this taken care of so this is where the movie makes it very hard for me to not compare it to Green Room for the rest of the movie. Right? Right. Like, did you get that vibe? Um, now that you're saying that, yeah, but, but I didn't think about it in the moment. Yeah, so once, once the shit went down, and like, granted, this, this, is, this is a type of movie. It's a siege narrative. It's, it's people that are being attacked from a lot more people and have to, like, lock themselves away. So it's been done. I'm not saying that Green Room was the first movie to do this. This one just took a lot of cues from Green Room that were very hard for me to ignore. And especially in terms of the character dynamics, the, you know, teenage kids stuck in a situation. Also, it felt like, and I mean, obviously, like, Casper had a lot of, like, stuff going on and he had to, like, run away. But, like, it felt like he just did not give a fuck about Iris. Yeah, he, he did. didn't really try he that hard. He really dipped. She was yeah. getting attacked by those guys and she she was, like, screaming for him. And then he just, like, dipped. Yeah, it was yeah. it was definitely something that comes up a little later, Again, too. Again, just such a selfish main character. Yeah. 
Um, just got that vibe. And and I think it makes me wonder now, thinking back about it, when it comes to the end, I'll have something to point out when we're talking about all this stuff that's going down right now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so locked itself in the way, and then um, my love gives him, like, an, not an ultimatum, really. Yeah, no, it's not an ultimatum. It's like... Kind of, yeah. So, like, he's like, what will we could kill you and we can't really let you leave knowing what you know like what is it going to take for you to forget about it and he offers him 10 grand and then um casper's like no i need a 100 grand right and then Milo's like okay like i'll go figure it out and then leaves and then very stupidly <laughs> like right outside the door has a conversation with Patrick about it, saying, like, oh, no, like, it's just to get him out of the room, and then we kill him, and, Well, he was like, he's like, we're gonna drug him, and then they're gonna, we're gonna let him go, and oh, they'll yeah, be yeah, junkies, yeah. and they'll get arrested, and it's like, it's like, I mean, I guess, like, okay, that's a But plan. also, like, right off of the door, right. where he can hear, and then obviously... And he does. He does, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's like, well, fuck a bunch of this, we're obviously not getting out of this. And again, like, I'm gonna... I know this isn't a comparison of this movie to Green Room, but I can't help it because all the stuff in Green Room where, and we haven't even talked about this movie before, um, but it's so good, but all the stuff in Green Room where, um, where the main bad in that movie is talking to the captives and it's, there's a lot of like, maybe he is telling the truth. Like obviously probably not, but maybe he is. And he plays it so much more close to the vest and really, like, calm and, like, in control. Whereas I didn't get a lot of that vibe from these guys, so it was, like, a little bit different. Um, But again, like, two different movies played very similarly. I definitely lean towards Green Room. Um, But anyway, um, we then kind of redirect focus back to Iris, right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, they start singing Sunshine. Yeah, you are my sunshine. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, and they're, like, they're just, again, being creepers, and they're following a trail of blood to the closet. And then they find her, they're, like, telling her to get out of the closet, like, they're antagonizing her. Mm. And then they say something of, like, oh, you just want to, like, uh, cut off your pretty face. Yeah, and, like, they're like, we just want to cut off your pretty fucking face, let us in. And it's like... Like, I, th- I think they, like, you know, they played their crazy characters well, um, I guess. Like, they weren't my favorite characters. I think they were a little over the top, but this movie is over the top, so you can't really blame them. I think Elliot was much better. And, like, was this his only movie? Because you said he was a YouTube star, right? Keen Lotley. Oh, my God, I butchered his last name. <laughs> but, um, no, he's been in a couple other movies. Okay. I, I was quite surprised by him, considering he's a YouTube star, and they don't tend to make great actors. Um, and I thought he played his character pretty well. He was very menacing and, like, like, he was intimidating because he's just, like, very obviously unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, I liked his character. So, anyway, um, this is when we see the sister, what was her name? Alexis. Alexis. Come down and tell the guys to get the fuck out, which they're, like, they listen to her, which, like, okay. Kind of, because then things happen later. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then they leave, and she's telling Iris that she's going to get them out of the house. Yeah, and so she convinces her to open the door, and very quickly that turns sour, because shortly after, um, 
the uh, the two douchers are like choking her and beating her, mm. right? Because nothing really happens in between that, right? Because mm. then it transfers over to Casper and and he gets out. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember the scenario on how he gets out. He, I don't really remember it either. He kind of, like, I think he kind of, like... I think he just ransacked it. Like, I feel like he just opened, swung the door open and, like, ran. Yeah, but he had a gun. That's true. But that's the gun that he had found earlier in the movie when right. he was looking. Right, so he has a gun, and he, um... I think it's because he, like, grabs Roxanne, right? I think so, And yeah. And, like, kind of takes her hostage. Um, sorry, we're getting that a little mixed up, but, um... But he kind of takes one of them hostage, and there's, like, this big standoff. So, like, the two douchers are still choking the shit out of Iris. Alexis is standing there doing nothing. Um, Elliot, Milo, Patrick, and um, the other guy are all there. Um, and they're all, like, standing there in this stand-down, stare-down. Um, what happens next? Uh, <laughs> you tell me <laughs> <laughs> okay um i forgot no I, I, I i'm a little lost in like the time lapse yeah this this part is like pretty chaotic so like i'm Just everything starts happening it I gets chaotic like. yeah like basically he loses control the gun gets knocked out of his hand um the kid is still choking um, Iris, so Milo goes and, like, rips the skin, skin off, off of his face, yeah. which was fucking sick. I loved that. That was awesome. And then it just starts beating the living daylights out of him with his cane, like, just beating the <laughs> shit out of him. And there's blood spraying everywhere, and, um, and it's, like, violent as fuck. And, but what happened is Patrick got the gun in the meantime and then shoots Milo. Because he, he doesn't want to listen to Milo anymore. Patrick wants to start killing again. Yeah, and again. that's very obvious in the movie, too, is, like, that 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 Patrick is kind of envious of Milo. Yeah. And that he wants to be, like, the leader. Yeah, but he also doesn't want to keep people from killing. He wants to keep killing. Um, so, uh, so, he kills Milo. Um, and in all the chaos, I think this is how it plays out. But in all the chaos, um... Uh, uh, Alexis and Iris and Casper get away and lock themselves in the, uh, in the, like... Basement area. Yeah, the quote-unquote basement, which is behind that bookshelf. Where the dog is. Yes. However, I feel like I'm missing something. I don't think you are. Because doesn't the guy with the slick back hair get killed at some point? That had the guitar? Yeah. He got killed when he fell down the stairs. Really? Yeah. That's when he died? Damn, I totally missed that. I thought he was just knocked out or some shit. Okay, well, anywho. (laughs) Um, So, uh... So they lock themselves away, and Patrick and Elliot go upstairs to the camera room, and they start talking about, um, about Alexis and how she's, like you know, kind of betraying them and then like has this music box and he starts playing the music box and he's, and, and Elliot starts smiling and they kind of have like this menacing smile Mm -hmm. and he gets on the loudspeakers and starts saying like, Alexis, you know, hand them over, like come out and you know, everything will be fine. Um, we can be a family again and blah, blah, blah. And while they're in there, 
they're seeing like all these trophies of kills and like these photos of like this society of killers and um and there's this deformed guy in one of the photos and you're like well hold on a second um and the music box starts playing and then you start seeing these glimpses of mickey who's not a dog but instead this crazy deformed like type character um which i thought was actually pretty like creepy he was pretty creepy. dude he was so scary yeah especially initially when it's like just kind of a silhouette and he's like rocking with the music and like and like smiling and all the things he was always creepy yeah so he then busts out the door and they try fighting him off but he like tackles um casper immediately who has this like samurai sword and then um pushes alexis out of the way who doesn't really do shit alexis doesn't do shit at all during this whole movie pretty much she just kind of stands there um and casper gets knocked down and like and hit with something and then um mickey goes and uh takes down iris and like fucking eats her face like just starts tearing up her face with his mouth and um and casper the whole time is sitting there just watching he doesn't do shit about it and i was like what the fuck are you doing get up like bad friend like and i get it like i get in like in situations like that you can freeze up but like you've already experienced enough today dude get the fuck up and kill this thing you know right um so that was like that was shitty you're like what the fuck and then the fact that iris is dead you're like i'm sorry what you killed her like i was expecting her to live i wanted her to live if dodge wasn't gonna get to live and if she wasn't gonna or like if if everybody wasn't get to get gonna get to live i wanted iris to live but they just kill her and again, this is a situation where I'm like, did you earn that though? And I didn't feel like they did. Um, with that being said, that's what happened. And then um, Casper slices Mickey's face in half. Yeah, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, I did enjoy that. So what happens next? Then Alexis is like, oh, that's Mickey. Yeah. And then she's like, and, and he's like, oh. And it's like kind of this like comedic moment. And it's like, Bitch, your friend just yeah, fucking got her Yeah, it's feet. like, you didn't earn that comedy moment. So then, anyway, so then they go up, they leave, and then that's when they run into Patrick. And Patrick is telling Alexis how we could be a family again, blah, 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 blah. And then you see Casper take the sword and, like, slice his stomach open. And then his intestines, this really cool shot, yeah. actually, of just his intestines falling out. Yeah, but it's from the back. So they're, like, like it's from the back. So you're viewing his, like, back end, and the intestines fall out, like, between his legs. It's, like, a cool shot. I agree. Um, and, uh, and... And then... The one thing, though, that we missed is that in the, in the Mickey part, Alexis says to him, no time for emotion. Like, when it comes to Iris, not that he was showing that much in general in the first place. Um, and then he kind of repeats the same line to her when she's kind of shocked that her dad was killed. Um, and they then run outside right away. And then you see, um, one of the douchey guys just, like, with a chainsaw running at them, and they just run. Yeah, and, and, uh, um, Casper falls down and, and cuts his, uh, foot off, cuts, I don't know what Chester's character's name is, but, um, cuts Chester's character's (laughs) foot off. Should I look? Uh, it's not a big deal. He's dead here. Um, Cameron. And, yeah, Cameron. Yeah. And, um, 
and the chainsaw falls on him and like starts like gutting him which is again it's pretty cool like if there's something that we need to say is that the gore and the effects are pretty cool yeah like the prosthetics they do when like they show like a like like the guy he bashed oh my with God. the cane. I like totally forgot about one of my favorite parts in this whole movie. Lay that, it on like, me. Really, really, really creeped me out, and I thought it was really intelligent. G- give it to me. What and was we it? totally skipped over it. Okay, so this was back when like that first killing happened of Dodge, and you see um, Iris come up the stairs, and then um, fucking what's his fucking face? Oh, Elliot. And then you see Elliot like start like smiling and laughing and then he's clapping and then it pans down to his hands and he's clapping with one of do- the hand that he cut yeah, off with Dodge's. Yeah. And so like that's how Iris knew right away that it was Dodge and then she runs in the bathroom but it's just like this moment of like Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah, that was pretty fucking twisted. I, I did like that too. Like I said, there's definitely parts in this that I'm like, alright, there's something there. That was like one of the best parts. And, and like when Milo beat um the one douchey guy with uh with his cane um they pan down to his face after and it's just like fucking hamburger meat at that point and it's it looks really cool so like the like the gore effects are pretty cool with that being said a lot of the blood is actually like cgi but it's not that like really offensive cgi that like tends to take me out of it and bother me um it doesn't look that bad so um so i was pretty happy about that um, so douchebag number two is dead with, um, chainsaw gutting him. And again, a pretty cool little scene. Um, but then immediately after Elliot nails Casper in the face with a baseball bat mm-hmm. and he wakes up and he's duct taped to a chair on the edge of a pool and across from him is Alexis taped to a chair, um, at the edge with of a the pool. Strings. And so what happens? So there's like these, okay, so they're at the edge of the pool in a chair, like taped down, but they both have knives in their hands. Mm-hmm. And then it pans out and you see like their strings, right? So like if someone was to cut the other person's string, they'd fall into the water and drown because they can't do anything about it. Right. So then um, Elliot's like, all right, you guys have one minute. If you don't cut one, per- if someone doesn't cut someone's string, both of you guys are dying. And it's just like this really intense moment. And then Alexis ends up cutting Casper's string. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he does fall in the water, but then Elliot's like, eh, fuck you too, and pushes her in the water as well. So, regardless, they're both now drowning in the water. And then, like, all of a sudden, the mom comes out of nowhere. What's her name? Uh, Roxanne. Yeah, comes out of nowhere and then just, like, stabs him, and then he falls in the water. A cool shot, too, because it's, like, underwater, and you see his body fall, and, like, the blood water, like, floats up and stuff. It's it's a cool shot. And then she pulls Casper and Alexis out of the pool. Yeah. And then she's like, how can I make this all go away? And he's like, $100,000 and a car. And, um, so she's like, done. And gets him the money, he gets the car, and... He grabs a samurai sword. Grabs a samurai sword. And drives away. All right. So now... I did not like the ending. No, I didn't either, because I... They should have no just sense. ended it with him driving away. Yeah, because that's, that's where you should have left this movie. Right. But instead, he drives to the strip club. Of course. Kills the bouncer that right. looks like The weekend, um, <laughs> with a shaved head. Um, and gets in the store. And you're like, you're like, okay... 
Like, when he killed the bouncer, you're like, okay, because he's part of this, like, little mafia organization, too, and you're like, fine, whatever. And, like, you can kind of root for that, but again, like, we're not really on Casper's side in general, this whole movie. At least I wasn't, and you weren't either. Um, and knocks some glasses off the bar, and then just starts fucking killing, like, the strippers in this strip club. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I literally, like, did I not? I audibly went, what the fuck? Yeah, because I was like, okay, asshole, like, what'd they do? Yeah, so he starts just going on this killing spree in this bounce, in this, uh, strip club, and kills these strippers, and kills these, uh, these bouncers, and then goes and slices the top of the, uh, the main mafia boss's head off and you see his brain and it's kind of cool. Um, but I saw that in Kill Bill already. So, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, and then just kind of like looks at his dad and his dad looks at him and then he looks at his dad and his dad looks at him and that's the end of the movie. That's it. That's the end. So I'm like, so the dad doesn't even like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, we're supposed to be like, yay, you saved your dad, I guess. Um, but here's what I was going to, like, kind of work out with you and see if this makes sense. Maybe all of the lack of empathy and selfishness plays into the role of maybe he's a killer or at least has become a killer because of the situation. Not that I appreciate that result, but I'm wondering if that's maybe what they were going for. Do you think that's the case at all? I don't know. I feel like... I honestly don't know that there was even that. I think you're giving them way too much credit for having any thought. I feel like it's a very cliche ending of, I've seen too much, now I'm a killer, now I don't give a fuck. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm wondering if that's maybe what what ends up being the case. Yeah, I mean, I'll be... I feel like it's pretty obvious. But... I like it's just yeah I don't know man it's it's not a satisfying ending and again it's one of those things where it's like did you earn this though and like and what I mean by earning this is that like there are some movies that do like a dark comedic like horror film where it's like fucked up and there's fucked up shit happening and the wrong people die and stuff like that but like it's still okay like we just talked about cheap thrills Cheap Thrills earned every moment it had, you know? Mm-hmm. Green Room earns every moment it has. Mm-hmm. This movie, I didn't feel like it earned a single one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, just because it didn't do the right development or it wasn't done in the right way. Um, it's just, like, I guess, like, the the thing, the idea, the concept, the gore is all very appreciated. However, I feel like it's the storyline that mostly falls flat for me because I th- I'm like, I don't give a fuck. That your dad is in debt. Ten thousand dollars, like no emotion, doesn't even say like no son or yeah. Doesn't even. He's just like yeah, go get me this money because I'm a fucking deadbeat. And I'm at a fucking like some strip club, like just like I don't know, dude. Like it's just like the storyline. I was like, I don't give a fuck. And and it was like very much like I don't care if you like don't have any money like for I don't know. It's that's where I guess this movie fell flat for me. And then the ending was like the cherry on top of that because I was like I don't like that ending. Yeah. And not in a way that I'm like oh that didn't happen the way I wanted to. It just I didn't think it was good. Yeah, and and it was just kind of out left field and um. And, and like oh I'm sorry you're gonna kill one of the strippers and then there's a stripper in there like sucking this guy's dick and then he just lets her go like I'm sorry I didn't know we were picking and choosing yeah, which was, innocent like, strippers to kill. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, that was very strange. And like, I agree. I think, I think overall I could have really, really liked this movie. I just think they picked the wrong character to follow. 
Yeah. Cause like, or, or they just played his story out wrong because again, like you're saying, like, I don't give a fuck about Casper. Like I care about Dodge and I cared about Iris, but they get killed like early. Um, and so it's just kind of like, all right then. Um, and something else I have to say is that if you've been watching Sabrina, there's like this camera effect that they have throughout the whole, whole show where everything in the middle is in focus, but then around the edges, it's blurry. Mm -hmm. It's out of focus. There were a few shots like that in this. And I was like, why though? Cause like in that, it's kind of like a witchy vision type of like look. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind it as much, but in this one, like there's some shots that have that like aspect to it. And it just is so jarring and I don't like it. I don't like ripping on movies, especially ones that are independent like this. And, are trying to do something interesting. And again, they did do something interesting. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy and I really don't want to come across that way, but there are things in this movie that just did not happen to the way that I think would have made it more impactful, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. And so it left me a little disappointed and I don't think that you can fault me for being a little disappointed, you know? But, you know, give it a shot. It's getting really good reviews so far from people that have been watching it. It, it just came out April 26 on Shutter, So, like, a lot of people are giving it their five skulls on there. Um, and so maybe, you know, maybe we're outliers and we just didn't get it. But mm. I think a lot of our points are valid. And, and again, like, I think a very interesting double feature to do would have been Monster Party and Green Room because they're very similar in their execution. I would have been yeah. very curious. I love Green Room. Um, but yeah, if you want to see a good siege narrative if with people... If you want to see a better party, <laughs> yeah. go on to Netflix and watch Murder Party. Which is fucking hilarious and amazing. And um, did I say that the director of Thor Ragnarok did that movie? Was that who it was? I'm pretty sure, yes. Yeah, do you want to fact check me on that? Because I, I'm curious. But Murder Party is a great example of how you do a dark comedy with some intense violence and gore um, that, uh, that is a little more effective. But anyway, we're not talking about that movie. Um, yeah, I would say it's worth it. Take a watch. It's not going to be the worst thing you've seen, and it's not going to be a waste of your time. But just know that it doesn't necessarily play out the way that I think a lot of people okay so then I was wrong um who did do murder party because I know he's somebody big now we're going off on a tangent (laughs) sorry no it's fine that's that's what we're about we're about inconsistency right murder party was available on Netflix I'm not sure if it still is or not I do believe that it's also available on shutter I'll double check that um because that movie is very much worth your while. Um, yeah, Murder Party is on uh, on Shutter. Um, if it's not still on Netflix. Green Room. Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> oh my it ties God, in. It ties simple. in. The director of Green Room did Murder Party. All right. So then, yes, this all ties in. It's not that much of a <laughs> uh, what do you call it um, distraction from what we were talking about. Um, see Murder Party. See Green Room. See Monster Party if you really want to. But you're not missing out on anything if you don't. So that's our breakdown of these two movies. Um, Again, just a random ass show that we decided to drop for you guys based on a double feature we did for ourselves. 
I'm kind of thinking that's what a lot of these episodes are going to be just because most of what we do is watch movies. And I, I think I have some ideas on like just kind of catching you guys up on like all the movies we watch in a week or something. I think that might be interesting. Um, but yeah, um, something that you might have noticed um, from listening to previous episodes. My dedication here is I don't want intro music. I don't want an intro in general because I personally hate listening to those in uh, in podcasts where you have to like sit through a minute long intro where they play some theme song and stuff like that. That's not what I'm here for. So that's not what I'm going to give you guys. Um, and again, this is going to be inconsistent as always. It's going to be random topics and that's how it's going to be from here on out. And I hope you guys are okay with that. I know I only got like four or five consistent listeners that I am uh, very appreciative of at the moment. But if you guys spread the word, let people know that we exist and that we're making a podcast that you're interested in listening to, um, you know, those, those five people can become 20 people, can become 25 people, you know, like, let's just spread the word and like get people listening. I don't, I don't really care that much to make this like a huge, huge thing. It's something I'm doing for fun. And I just like appreciate the fact that anybody's listening to it. But uh, I think it'd be cool if we got some conversation going. I, I really do want to interact with people on Twitter about this stuff. So um, all that good shit will be list, uh, listed down below in the show notes. Um, and yeah, so that's that. We're out. Farewell. Have a good rest of your night.